0: Welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever, and this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's it going? It's going
1: good, because I just sent you a picture of the marsupial's Howling 3 poster.
0: <laughs> Fuck. See, this is, okay, so um, we, uh, the, the movie The Howling... Uh, previously, it was uh, us and uh, our uh, buddy Kyle, who really, really loves The Howling, and it's his favorite horror movie. Or not, not excuse me, not favorite horror movie, favorite werewolf movie. And um, previously, I, like, because I've tried to watch it a bunch of times and could never get into it because of how much of a slow burn it is. Holy shit, I just saw the picture. Holy shit, the marsupials.
1: Yeah, it's like a weird Tasmanian devil.
0: Oh my god. See, th- you guys really buried the lead on this. You should have just told me, It. listen, this ends in marsupials. So just... You know, ride that train, keep going, you'll get to the marsupials.
1: Well, I mean, in a couple of sequels. <laughs> right. Which although, now I mean, I've Googled Tasmanian devil pictures, and those motherfuckers are cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. They look like... See, Tasmanian devils, it's kind of like with dingoes, how you look at a dingo, and you're like, oh, you're the greatest dog in the world, I'm going to tie a bandana around your neck, and we're going to be best friends, and then you forget that, like, also it's a fucking dingo. Like Important question. You.
1: Do you remember the Tasmanian devil cartoon where he was part of a family comedy? It was like Family Matters, but with Tasmanian devils.
0: Uh, Holy shit. No, I do not remember that.
1: There was also um, a Kiwi, like the Kiwi bird, that was a regular guest on that show. Oh, yeah. Like, all the other people talked, but Taz was, you know, just Taz.
0: Oh, wait, Um, you mean Tasmania, that mid-90s cartoon? Yeah, yeah, Tasmania, that's
1: the one I'm talking about.
0: I remember I re- I've retained nothing about it except for the theme song. Come to Tasmania. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> listen, brains are so goddamn weird that it's like, listen, I couldn't tell you my name or anything about my day-to-day, but when I am on my deathbed and croaking out my last, I will still remember the fucking Tasmania theme for whatever reason.
1: So today I was... I had this jingle stuck in my head, and I could not place it. It was like... I was like, "What teen movie is this sultry, like, love song? This Sixpence None the Richer esque song for?" And right. it hit me this evening that it's the Pokemon Black and White theme song.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Because
1: my son has been watching so much Pokemon that it's just drilled into my head.
0: Oh man! So have you made have you made your son watch the OG Pokemon?
1: Oh yeah, Um, he's mostly, we go through cycles where Mm -hmm. we'll binge watch one season, and then we'll skip to a different one, and then we'll skip to a different one. Um, We've watched all of them all the way through so we're just kind of working our way through the series fortunately Pokemon has been on for 20 years so there's <laughs> enough content to uh-huh
0: spend which our time I, with. which I remember like back in the day uh, it was in like uh, sixth grade that uh, I would watch the Pokemon cartoon every morning before I went to school and I remember there was that one morning where uh, I saw for the first time the butterfree episode from the OG Pokemon. Oh, and,
1: and you cried your eyes out.
0: I, yeah, well, like the the bus pulled up, and I ran to the bus, just still crying. And I still vividly remember, like, I went and sat down in the back of the bus where I always sat. And my buddy Jeff uh, at the time, who also sat in the back of the bus, I got on and was still just like my face was kind of screwed up, and I'm trying not to cry because I was already the crying kid, and I didn't want to reinforce it. And he was like, "Dude, you okay?" And I'm like, butter free, butter free." And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I feel bad."
1: So. We need to talk about Lucio Fulci.
0: <laughs> what a segue! Yeah, he loves Butterfree so much. So Lucio Fulci's a dirty fucker, and he made this movie. Uh, uh, so the first one, the, uh, which one do you want to start with? The demons or uh, the Beyond?
1: Okay, so here's the here's here's what I had to say. Uh, demons owns motherfucking bones. Oh
0: yes, I love Demons so much however so much
1: the beyond
0: rules fucking ghouls it <laughs> <laughs> it rules every ghoul in school you fool uh it honestly like like watching the beyond at work by the way which is a recurring segment i think on rank and vile is so i was watching this fucking what have
1: you watched at work this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have my co-workers asked me uh about with horror in their eyes um and that movie holy shit let's start with the beyond okay um yeah so this podcast is notorious for making fun of lucio fulci oh yeah
1: but it, i dunk, think what yeah. it actually is is cat in the brain is not his best work
0: <laughs> yeah actually i love the lucio beyond fulci. is his best work yeah i love lucio fulci we just fucking dunk on that dude every time we use cat in the brain as a gatekeeper um and the beyond is one of those movies that all right here's the thing um I, I I love that I'm about to do the Roger Ebert thing because Roger Ebert fucking hated the Beyond. He gave it half a star out of four.
1: Um googly moogly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, and and the thing is, like, I love I love Ebert, and I disagree with him on lots of stuff. Uh, but the thing that he he was like, you know, this will be perfect for midnight showings, but it's always too late for this movie. Which, like, okay, um, the Beyond is incredible for a number of reasons.
1: So what I especially love about the Beyond is it takes zombie and it improves upon it.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, this is basically zombie redux, but as done with like a full backing band and like production values. It's zombie, but also ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all right. So um, for those of you who have not seen the Beyond, uh, it takes place. Now we we get the uh, uh, the pr- the the intro to the Beyond. Uh, where it's a, a beardy fella, and it's back in the 1920s, and he's in this house, and he's getting chased by a bunch of angry uh, mobster not, not actual mobsters, a mob of people. Uh, they weren't An they were, angry mob. An angry mob, not the mafia. And they're yelling like, Ah, you fucking warlock! And they're, like, lashing his face with chains and, and just goofing this, goofing this dude they up. They
1: crucify him.
0: <laughs> yeah, they literally they fuck this dude up real bad. Uh, his face gets... Anyway, um, so they uh, they goof him up ten ways from Sunday, and then it fast-forwards to the, the present day, where the protagonist, she inherits this house.
1: It's important to note that this is in Louisiana, and the best part about this movie is the dub where these Italian actors are faking Louisiana accents. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: There is a house in New Orleans they call the zombie house. Yeah, like, like having a, having all of them... And I think this is actually my favorite thing, all right? With Southern accents, um, the, the, the worst thing in the world is when another American who's not Southern, like, insultingly does a, a Southern accent because they always fucking... First of all, it sounds like shit, and then second of all, it doesn't even sound like a Southern accent. My favorite thing is when a European does a southern accent because they try you know classing the joint up a bit like they 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 all sound like colonel sanders when they try doing it and so you've got these italian actors like trying to do louisiana accents and it is an accent that was never heard before and has never been heard since so this girl inherits
1: her this hotel where a man was crucified in the basement, (laughs) and then walled up in the basement.
0: Yeah, yeah, the fucking cask of Amontillado him in the fucking basement.
1: And, surprise, surprise, it's haunted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is haunted as shit. So you, um, now, in describing the plot of The Beyond, I feel like I would want to go into specific things with, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, but let's be real a bunch of weird surrealist eyeball shit happens there are tarantulas there's people getting their heads gored on nails there's a dog that turns on the protagonist after getting turned into a zombie and just bites the shit out of her
1: yeah yeah it's just everybody well technically the blind woman is not the main woman she's also blonde and I feel bad because I'm not using their names but really no one has a proper name in this movie or if it is it's just a throw no it. no it's Betty and I was gonna say Veronica but Veronica. that's not a good example
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no okay so it's Riverdale it's a crossover it's Betty and Veronica in the zombie house and Archie well okay okay so here's the thing the characters in this aren't actual characters in the way that they don't have Really, personalities or desires, or I mean, um, obviously they have desires. Like, I don't want my fucking eyeball scraped out with a melon baller. Those kind of desires, but really, like, this is not a character. No, In
1: the end of the movie, they recognize that the hotel actually is a portal to hell, and they <laughs> right. their response is the dude pulls out a handgun and just starts shooting zombie <laughs> ghosts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a bit where these these zombies like uh, a wall bursts out, and there's just like a, a giant crowd of um what look like um mental health facility patients, yeah. and they've all got the 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 sort of the the ro- like not robes, but the sort of gowns that were prevalent back in the day. And um, honestly, now here's the thing: this movie is a very ambitious special effects demo yes, reel. Yes,
1: as are all fulci films except i found his spaghetti western which i tried to watch today and it is not good either
0: <laughs> oh it is very bad
1: yeah four for the apocalypse sucks
0: <laughs> oh it's yeah it, it, it's kind of unwatchable and also because like i'm a big tell me everything that makes
1: a fulci movie good which is the soundtrack and the special effects Mm-hmm. And it is no soundtrack and no special effects. My wife said, is this Simon and Garfunkel? <laughs> <laughs> because it's that style singer-songwriter soundtrack.
0: I mean, in fairness, the Sound of Silence, would a, a well-deployed Sound of Silence in the beyond when somebody's getting their fucking eyeballs torn out could have been great.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it ain't uh, New Wave and synthesizers no is in the beyond but
0: what's great about the soundtrack in the beyond also is that the blind woman is like frequently playing the piano and she's playing the soundtrack
1: yeah yeah it's like
0: that just like that catchy piano tune that's just the blind lady playing it and then there's also this uh music in it with a flute where it's just sort of it sounds like a dude with no shoes sitting in a tree and he's about to ask you some fucking riddles but also it's the zombie house and it's just this flute. I've had Quincy. I've had that flute line stuck in my head for the last two days. It's
1: this movie is really good. Um, I think what I like the most of the, about this movie is Cat in the Brain struggles to be deep, and it's but it ends up just shrugging mm-hmm. and saying, "I'm a dirty boy" and like cranking your <laughs> right. hog. Um, mm-hmm. And this movie ends like the just. Outright nihilism of this movie, which I don't want to talk about the oh, ending yeah. in specific because I think it is nice to to get that reveal, but just the mm-hmm. nothing fucking matters and like the like sheer Catholicness of this movie, like the Catholic oh, guilt yeah. that's wrapped up into this Gateway in of Hell movie is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it makes me think a lot about. Um, the, so I, I that uh, honestly Roman Catholicism like influences so much of Italian horror and I think yeah this movie is like a showcase for that where like if you've got all of this guilt and you believe you know very strongly in like the sacraments and in the body and and the integrity of the body like honestly the ending of the beyond I I was having a rollicking good time up until the ending and then I just kind of oh fuck like, it just sucks the wind out of your yeah, sails.
1: because it's very much a, where is your god now? <laughs> it just takes yeah. all of your sense of hope and just shits on it.
0: Oh, it really does. And actually, with the ending, so without giving, giving away the ending of this, um, I would say you could you could handily do a double feature of Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, and The Beyond. I think they're comparable. Oh, okay. So let's look
1: on our list at Hellraiser, um, two then, to see where this mm. goes because that's a good starting
0: place. I think so too. So Hellbound, Hellraiser two is at number ninety five. Now, all right, let's 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 put them head to head. I think The Beyond is better than Hellraiser two.
1: Okay, and The Beyond is better than Cat in the Brain, so I think we can just scroll up and find put it above cat. Oh the Brain. yeah,
0: at 70 yeah, 75. So I feel like
1: what disappointed me with Cat in the Brain is it is just special effects with nothing mm-hmm. else. And I feel like um The Beyond actually is plot and I do believe The Beyond might be the best Fulci movie.
0: I'm inclined to agree. Like Cat in the Brain um now my my beef with Cat in the Brain uh, as opposed to the beyond the beyond knows what the fuck it is about it knows where its bread is buttered it knows what it's doing and it knows what you the dirty dirty viewer want to see and it gives you that and cat in the brain i feel like i i don't know man like don't i mean okay i i understand you know if you're a filmmaker and you make these kinds of movies uh, I understand sort of wanting to believe that there's some higher purpose for what you do, or maybe you know you want to make a, a sort of higher art thing that grapples with why you do what you do. Cat in the Brain tries doing that and promptly fucks the cat. It has no, it, it has something it wants to say about why we make the media we make and why we consume the media we consume, and then it just completely loses the plot. And the Beyond, like at, at no point was I bored watching this movie right so
1: what's our absolute ceiling
0: absolute ceiling to me would be i do not think it is better than taste the blood of dracula i
1: would say that the beyond is also pretty comparable to seating of a ghost in terms of like rules oh, schools, yeah. this is what <laughs> movies should be
0: completely and it has and and also i think it has the thing of seating of a ghost of the third act of this film features visuals i have not seen before yes yes
1: they're both really third third act um intensive movies it's where they really kind of crystallize into like what they're trying to do
0: yeah absolutely um which is honestly kind of great because i feel like frequently i mean that's like the stock complaint i have with any script is a eh, third act needs work because so many movies have a problem with wrapping it up and doing it satisfactorily where yeah I-, I think movies like this um what's great about that is that once you get to the third act and the third act is great you forget the for like the the total fatigue you've had watching the first and second act because it just gets you fucking you know what it's like um the movie Mortal Kombat Annihilation uh is it, so it's terrible obviously it's like a porn parody of a Mortal Kombat movie but it um the third act of the movie you know final battle with Shao Kahn and Liu Kang and at this point, you're, like, praying for death because of how bad this film has been, but then you get the mortal combat! da 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 And instantly, I'm, like, doing jumping jacks and slapping myself in the face like Mad Chenamic on Riverdale before doing a scene. I get, like, in spite of how bad the first two acts are, you're suddenly pumped again, which then peters out because the fight scene is bad. But a good third act, if you're left with something great, you will, you kind of forget about the first two. Yeah,
1: now, how does The Beyond compare to We Need to Talk About Kevin?
0: I have to admit, I do think We Need to Talk About Kevin is better than The Beyond, because I think it... it I, I don't know, I feel like the word haunting gets thrown around a lot uh, for movies like We Need to Talk About Kevin, but fuck it, it is real haunting. I It fucks my shit up real bad.
1: And I think it does have some real resonance in 2018 that a silly supernatural horror movie just doesn't really get to have
0: right one of them is escapism the other one is grappling with grappling with legitimate things that affect our lives every day
1: so then which has the better third act seating of a ghost or the beyond
0: Ooh. so this is all right now that's the question which is more uh Watchable the film version of like the slow ballad that makes you like that really fuck you know like makes you feel things and really just you know knocks you upside the head or The complete shit the bed insanity of just like it it losing its fucking mind And it's like a barn burner of a third act like you know sort of depressing and despondent and heavy or bug fuck bananas
1: now seating of a ghost has a kung fu fight in it don't
0: forget <laughs> yeah yeah it does. and has
1: a man literally saying to the ca- to his cab driver you know i fuck with black magic right
0: <laughs> it does have that and this movie doesn't really have any memorable dialogue really no memorable um,
1: dialogue at all it has a guy shooting a child in the face <laughs>
0: it's we're fucking we're killing kids in this movie um so between uh you know honestly between those two gun to my head right now because apparently we're shooting people in the which there are a lot of like headshots. Jesus, yeah yeah oh so many it's oh jesus um honestly gun to my head i would pick seating of a ghost over uh lucio fulci's the beyond yeah just and for I that fact
1: And I think another thing that's worth mentioning is when you see the creature, the ghost thing in Seating of a Ghost, when I look at it, I think, what is that made out of? Oh, yeah. Like, it is not of this earth. When I look at Fulci, I think, oh, that's a wax mannequin that they're, like, blowing with a blow dryer, and it's melting. Mm. Now, granted, Fulci's crew has done that masterfully, because that there's that scene where the acid just pours on that oh. woman's face and it just like oh my God. washes away.
0: Yeah, and 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 with the liquid covering it, it legit looks like a face with being eaten away by acid. Um, however, yeah, the 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 creature at the end of *Seeding of a Ghost* is like eraser head baby levels of how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. Now, real quick, is *Haunters* the art of the scare? Better than the Beyond, and here I draw the line. For me, I think, Haunters, because I love Haunters: The Art of the Scare, but I think um, that's a sort of oh man, that's really neat. Where Lucio Fulci's The Beyond is like, I need to make every horror ghoul I personally know watch this movie.
1: Okay, so our new number seventy between Haunters: The Art of the Scare and Seeding of a Ghost is The Beyond.
0: Yeah, I think seventies pretty respectable, um, which then leads us into our second movie, uh, Demons. A.K.A. Demoni. Demoni, right. Um, also on Shudder, what up, Shudder? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, they've got a fucking great selection. Uh, and this was also uh, directed by Lamberto Bava. Yes,
1: Mario Bava's son.
0: Right, with a screenplay by motherfucking Dario Argento
1: and executive produced by Dario Argento.
0: Right. This was really kind of a Dario Argento... Pre- I mean, literally on the poster, it's Dario Argento Presents Demons.
1: What's your favorite thing about Demons?
0: I mean, it rules. Oh, my... <laughs> my yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from the fact that it's just me yelling, it rules, is uh, definitely the katana motorcycle scene. Yeah, yeah. It Also, why the
1: fuck does that helicopter fall <laughs> through the ceiling of the movie theater? <laughs>
0: Because art imitates life, which means helicopter crashes through the ceiling. So we get this section in Demons where it's a crowd watching a horror movie about people transforming into horrible ghouls and killing people, and then as they're watching this, people start transforming into horrible ghouls and killing people, which I think was Dario Argento sort of tongue in tongue in cheekly, um, commenting on, you know, sort of the effects of um, violent transgressive media on the audience. Yeah, or it's just a bug shit <laughs> horror movie.
1: I mean, it's it's weird metal man gives everyone a ticket to a movie and then they go to the movie theater and there just happens to be a cursed mask that turns you into a demon if if you put it on.
0: <laughs> Which then yeah, like the dude with the the half a face uh, covered in a metal mask guy like, that actor, I love him because he looks like a wino they found outside the studio that day. And we're like, hey, fella, can you hold still long enough for us to put this metal mask on you and you don't really talk much? And he's like, hiccup. And they're like, okay, yeah. And he just sort of... Now, okay. the the, the I, I think a lot about the scene in the movie they're watching on screen, where the guy's like, hey, if you put that mask on, you'll turn into a demon. Wait, how do you know that? Because there's a thing here that says if you put that mask on, you'll turn into a horrible this demon. This has and the best dialogue. Oh, oh, it's such a fucking... And also, people doing cocaine off of weird surf... Like, a, a dude does a bump of cocaine off of a lady's nipple.
1: Yes, because um, she spills which... cocaine, so you've got to collect it by just sno- hoovering it off of her.
0: <laughs> also, that's, get, that's yeah, you gotta, you gotta do. Can it. we
1: talk about how they are snorting? threw a straw out of a Coca-Cola can, which I think is a gross yes. misunderstanding of
0: the screenplay. I uh, know. Yes! Oh my god, I was thinking the same thing, that they were like, alright, well it says call for Coke, so, I mean, we, they, need to, they need to be doing... It's like, listen, I thought doing Coke was just like a Hollywood way of saying drinking Coke. You're just doing Coke at the parking lot. <laughs> which um, is great, because he like, slurps the Coke and says, this shit'll keep the dead awake. <laughs> Which, all right, is this the best use of product placement in a horror movie? (laughs) Is the Coke. It'll keep the dead awake. Man, it's so good. Also, one of the punks says,
1: don't make me laugh, baby dick.
0: Yeah, don't make me laugh, baby dick. Like, this is... uh, I feel like Return of the Living Dead had, like, knowingly good, ridiculous dialogue. This movie's dialogue is... It's like it was taken from a bathroom stall graffiti... Like, it's just g- funny and gross and 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 ridiculous. I, guys, I just love this movie so much. It's so good. It's
1: it's very good. It also has a Claudio Simonetti score. Uh, mm-hmm. You might know Claudio Simonetti as being the keyboardist from
0: Goblin. Goblin. Which, guys, if you're thinking to yourself, I want to watch a horror movie from 1985 with a synthy as fuck, chewy, ridiculous, bouncy score, have... Oh my god, Demons is the movie for you. Like, this movie. Also, with Saxon on the soundtrack? Yes! The way this movie is plotted, it does not let up the entire time. Like, from Jump Street, it is just full on balls out insanity, and it's everything you could possibly want from a 1985 movie called fucking Demons.
1: Yeah, and it's it's exactly what it is. It's a movie with demons. I also yep. love that Italian movies just take a title and just tack on numbers and say, "Sure, it's totally a related sequel." Because there's like eighteen demons <laughs> sequels. <laughs> oh yeah, and I only think Demons t- Two is related to Demons One. The rest are just movies that they called like Evil Dead. They just started saying other movies were sequels to Evil Dead in
0: Italy. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, well, and and also uh, even, uh, uh, yeah, the the Evil Dead one specifically, wasn't that called Demons in Italy? Like, Demons 3 I believe that was
1: La Casa. But what you're thinking of is Cemetery Man is part of the Demons series. That's the one.
0: Yeah, that's right. And which, by the way, I mean, even aside from the amazing score to Demons, can we talk about that goddamn soundtrack? You've got except Motley Crue, motherfucking Saxon, Billy Idol, White Wedding. You've got Rick Springfield fucking popping up. Like, I honestly, at which Motley Crue, um, I, I do love that they took one of the worst, like, coming out in 1985, Theater of Pain by Motley Crue had just come out, and it was, like, quantifiably their worst album ever, probably. And they've got this horrible song called Save Our Souls by Motley Crue on the soundtrack at an important point of the movie with Save Our Souls. Um... It's just a perfect little uh, slice of 1985.
1: Yes, it's a very fun film.
0: You know S- who didn't think it was fun is Leonard Malton, who, <laughs> who gave it one and a half out of four stars because he, he was beefing with the movie's lack of characterization, logic, and plot. Um,
1: uh, it has a you, pimp who, is, who, who stabs... <laughs> demons with his switchblade because
0: of course he has a switchblade mm, i think leonard malton might have missed out on the subtlety of this of the butterfly knife wielding pimp um, like this <laughs> oh my god and this is a perfect so, midnight movie like i would honestly do murder with my hands to go to a, a midnight showing of demons yeah in but then
1: detail. you'd turn into a demon
0: right right you put a mask on your face and that's what happens
1: yeah, because because watching demons, you look around and you realize that you are the demon, and,
0: <laughs> right? And that's, can we that's, talk about that's,
1: that's how it. that one demon rips out of the girl's back and runs away, never to be seen again?
0: Oh my God! Yeah, they never touch on that shit again. They have no time for that. Yeah, it's just like, that. nah.
1: That's like <laughs> the sh- that's like the zombie shark in zombie. How yes. like that zombie bites a shark, the shark swims away.
0: And now, in Lucio Fulci's
1: universe, there are zombie
0: sharks. <laughs> oh, shit. I never thought about that. That, like, the zombie... Cause, which also lets you know that I never thought about that shark after the scene. After I went, oh, shit, that dude bit a shark. And then... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which uh, is probably how Deep Blue Sea happened, actually. is that, Which, by the way, that scene also... I think the entire purpose of that scene was, hey, like, deep, deep bong rip. Wouldn't it be fucking cool? if the zombie bit a shark and that happened and that was the entire thrust of that, that scene.
1: All right. So let's get back to demons. Um, Mm -hmm. is there much more to say than they shoot a grappling hook onto the roof and (laughs) use the winch to pull themselves onto the roof and then kill a man with rebar?
0: Oh yeah. Oh man. It's yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Leonard Malton. you might have a very good point. About demons, lack of characterization, plot, and and uh, tone. Uh, however, y- the 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 violence in this movie is just this side of slapstick. Like, yeah. It is yeah. it is fucking ridiculous. You've got grappling hooks. You've got the butterfly knife wielding pimp. You've got the opening bit where like I don't know what it is with by the way Jalo and eyeballs. There's a fucking thing with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, where on the list would we put demons? I'm going to start with. Um, all right, let, let's let's find a comparable movie. I think, uh, for starters, it is definitely better than Return of the Living Dead Three. Yes, for sure.
1: And now here's the question: Is it better than Lambertos' father's worst movie, which is The Evil Eye?
0: Um, it is far and away better than the evil eye okay so
1: i'd say it's better than the evil eye i'd say
0: it's better
1: than return of the living dead 3 now is it as good as Mm -hmm. dario argento's suspirio
0: i feel like all right now here's the thing which of them is more fun it's demon's Which of them has anybody ever seen and has had an actual effect upon the genre and we're still talking about it decades later? It's Suspiria.
1: Yeah, and also Inferno is, like, unassailable.
0: Oh,
1: for sure. So it's definitely below that. So it's not as high as Suspiria, which is pretty fucking high on the list. It's not as low as um, Return of the Living Dead 3. What about OG Return of the Living Dead?
0: Now, that's, now we're getting into it, because I think that's you've got the sort of punk kids, you've got the zombies, you've got the the very jazz fingers happen and now soundtrack. Um, I think Return of the Living Dead is, I hate to say it, probably better than Demons.
1: Oh, I'd say it definitely is. Now here's the deal. I think Evil Ed is better than Demons.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair, because it, also it's actually... I mean, in a very gross armpit fart way, making a point about obscenity in movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think that's that's worth saying something. But under Evil Dead is Saw, and mm-hmm. that's where I start to lose the thread and can't really say which one is better.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 also be, well i mean if we're if we're giving suspiria credit for influencing the genre for better or worse saw is the last horror movie to have done that that's
1: that's fair like it's it's undeniably important
0: well i mean i mean yeah and i say that i mean I, I, arguably i mean you could i mean art house horror movies like it follows or the witch or the babadook like, those have also demonstrably, like, switched the game up in the last few years, but I feel like that, there hasn't been the single iconic horror movie since Saw that's completely flipped the script the way Saw did. Yeah. So, it is a better siege movie,
1: Demons is a better siege movie than Demon Knight.
0: Yeah, and I adore Demon Knight, but I feel like it's better than Demon Knight. Which is more fun, Your Next or Demons? uh demons i would say yeah. demons because um demons is fun all the way through and your next is a fucking slog right up until you get to the twist
1: yeah now tragedy girls is number 60
0: mm. and here i would actually draw the line and say that off the top like off top i think tragedy girls is better than demons
1: Oh, yeah, it's way more fun. It actually has something smart to say. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And it's it's about, you know, relationships between women, which is not a thing that gets fucking explored enough in horror. And I think, you know, to varying success, Tragedy Girls explores that, but I think it does it in a way that's really fucking cool and smart, where with Demons, it's a rollicking good time, but I don't think it's making as much of a mark upon the genre as Tragedy Girls does.
1: So... Do we need to go ahead and give our email because of how angry people are going to be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> With You putting, can send we, we, comments we, we,
1: to rankandvilecast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at rankandvilecast.
0: Yes. Actually, abusing us on Twitter is probably the best place to, to, to send to send your hate for our rankings. We understand. We, we know. We know. Come at we're, us. We're listening. <laughs> Yeah, come at us. We stand by our flimsy spur-of-the-moment snap judgments.
1: What are you talking about? This is, like...
0: (laughs) No, this is, I mean... This is unassailable. This is... Oh, yeah. No, this is word of God. This is, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth, Uh, uh, Demons is better than Maniac and Black Christmas from 1974.
1: That's actually accurate
0: <laughs> I, I yeah actually that's not even me being funny I that's that's just true. Um, so for the uh, the last movie um, that uh, uh, before we get to requests um, we uh, got a screener.
1: yes so we got uh, five knives from Care Logan. Uh, this movie was um, talked about on Twitter quite a bit so I shot um, care a DM and said, Hey, can we watch it too? And he was kind (laughs) enough to
0: provide it to us. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. So, Ryan, um, what is Five Knives about? Uh, Five Knives is about a group of friends who are all in the house, and it starts with a dead body, and they're all trying to figure out who the killer is, and uh, one by one they, they get either fucked up or knocked out with a frying pan or stabbed, and there's a gun, and then they figure out who it was as all of their pasts start coming unraveled, and there's an accounting for it and then it ends.
1: So, uh, in terms of short Also films,
0: also we, we all, yeah we we should stress here this was about I think 27 minutes?
1: Yes, yes, it's a short. Um mm-hmm. in terms of short films, how well
0: does it work? Um in terms of short films, honestly, for the shorts that we've done for this podcast, I think this one was kind of up there for me. Yeah.
1: So, is it as good as When Susara Stirs?
0: I I would say it is not as good as When Sussur stirs purely because I'm a mark for disgusting visuals and When Sussur stirs really grossed me out and I was very impressed.
1: Yeah, also it makes puppets work, which is something that not very many films have been able to do.
0: One hundred percent, which I think is incredible. Um I also now, alright. If I'm going with a floor for uh five knives. Which by the way, there was a gag in this that I really I, I, I alright, I'm kind of a, a stupid like gearhead when it comes to script writing stuff, and I appreciated that there was a gag in here that obeyed the rule of three, and there's uh, a lady with a frying pan who knocks two people out with a frying pan and then she goes for a third strike uh later on in the in, in the short and the dude turns around right as she's about to do it and she the music cuts and she's just kind of standing there going, ha ha uh, awkward and then just sort of leaves and it's delightful so what is the floor it's
1: definitely better than the incredible melting man right
0: oh 100 it's better than the incredible melting man it's also better than good tidings the most exhausting Santa murder santa claus movies uh, movie i've ever seen Jeezy crazy oh man i sure do not care for good tidings um <laughs> I, I, it, it is it is very bad um I would um also honestly put it above the Black Christmas remake because the Black Christmas remake drags the fuck on yeah, like it's, it it's a slog to get through. It's
1: also like hey uh, it's it's like um an absurdist joke of how awful can we be and get away <laughs> oh, with yeah, it. Oh
0: yeah, it's yeah, it just it, it's it's there is a stink of 2006 resin off that fucking movie. It feels um, however,
1: like they're just Pushing MPAA um, raiders to their brink. Like, what can we do? Mm.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. However, if we're uh, so if we're going with shorts, I would say my ceiling for this, I think Night of the Slasher from 2015 is better than Five Knives.
1: Okay. So, what about Crow Hand, where a guy's hand turns into a crow and picks his own out? And well, the ending is
0: crow <laughs> You put it that way, I'm putting it at number one. Better than <laughs> Texas Jamesaw, better than Alien. Fucking Crow-Hand. Um, I think it... I. Eh, well, now, also, I think Crow-Hand is better, and I also think Invaders from 2014 with... Which, now here's the thing. Invaders is a very, very short horror movie with a gag that's really funny, and I feel like I'm putting Invaders over Five Knives. Okay, why? Um, because with Five Knives, I kind of, I tittered a little bit at the, the frying pan gag, and I sort of a couple times went, huh, okay. And it was, you know, it was fine, it was good. Um, but I, I, I shit you not, when I saw Invaders from 2014, I was drinking hot tea at the time because I had a cold, and I shot hot chamomile out my nose when the gag happened. And I still vividly recall how bad that felt, and I was very impressed that the movie made me shoot tea out my nose. So, I yeah, solely they, on the bodily response to it, I'm putting Invaders above that.
1: It's very funny. Okay, so mm-hmm. number 140 is Five Knives.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the screener, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks, Kier. Um, hit us up if you make another movie. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you're listening and you think, "Oh shucks, I made a movie," we'll watch it.
0: Um, yeah, fuck we'll yeah, we will. shoot
1: hot teeth through our noses if it's funny enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen. Actually, if you make a movie good enough that it clears my sinuses out, I'll be forever grateful. Um, okay, so let's so get next. to let's get to some uh, uh, listener requests.
1: Right, the next listener request is from Kyle. It is Robo Vampire.
0: I still have not seen Robo Vampire.
1: Okay, so let me tell you about RoboVampire. <laughs> RoboVampire is a Godfrey Ho movie who is the Ed Wood of Hong Kong cinema.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with his oeuvre? I am vaguely familiar with his oeuvre, but I have not seen RoboVampire.
1: So, if you haven't seen any Godfrey Ho movies, he bought cheap Asian East, East Asian movies and chopped them up and shot... Like over a weekend, a bunch of scenes with uh, expatriate actors in Hong Kong, and then just parceled those out in movies for, like, years. So, like, the oh, wow. same scenes are in all of these different movies, and he just remixes them all together. So, what makes Robo Vampire so great is it's a hopping vampire movie, so it's got Zhang in it, which mm-hmm. are my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. Also, it is... The, the premise is drug runners need to protect their drug stash, so they think the best way to protect their drug stash is to put them in coffins with hopping vampires.
0: <laughs> and a DEA yeah.
1: agent decides he needs to help, and then he gets blown up, so they RoboCop him and turn him into a RoboCop. You but know, it's basically uh, just a really baggy hazmat costume. <laughs> and hand him an m60 and he just makes like pew pew noises also there's a ghost who's in love with a hopping vampire who's also a gorilla um Mm -hmm. so it's it's bug fucking insanity
0: it's great I now I'm just I I because of like hiding drugs via hopping vampires I'm just picturing like Alex Jones screaming like ah oh, they're hiding them in the hopping vampires <laughs> it's like listen yeah. the liberal media is not going to tell you in the war on drugs it's those hopping vampires that you really have to watch out for it's a it's a real problem out here it's it's not good but it is so <laughs> nuts you can't
1: not like I cannot say don't watch it.
0: Um, also so, it's called fucking Robo Vampire Like if a movie is called Robo Vampire And has hopping vampires in it It doesn't have to be good <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, I, th- that's a bonus if it's good I'd say it's
1: better than I'd say if you're going down the list And what should you watch first mm-hmm. You should watch Robo Vampire Probably somewhere around Lilycat Somewhere around mm-hmm. Motel Hell because it's it's i mean really taste it's it goes down it boils down to do you want to see a chainsaw sword fight or do you want to see a robo vampire fighting a um, kung fu Taoist priest
0: (laughs) which is a classic question that i think we've all asked ourselves from time to time
1: yeah so so i would say oh i'd say before below motel hell and above soylent green
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it's it's more fun and sometimes you just need something that's dumb and fun
0: oh yeah and soylent green is outside of the pop culture reference it's a very boring execution of a seminal idea
1: so number 155 is godfrey ho's uh, robo vampire yeah thanks kyle uh our next listener requests come anonymous from tumblr uh anonymous wants us to rank night of the hunter
0: oh boy night of the hunter okay have you seen this maybe um i have seen night of the hunter uh i okay i I feel some kind of way about night of the hunter because it's it's kind of a horror movie but it's more it's more it's more of a thriller yeah it's Um, definitely a thriller yeah it's it's sort of noir shit um i think it's really really good but I think the problem is that when I saw, now, okay, when I saw Night of the Hunter, um, I was half asleep, and here's the thing, the acting in it is fucking incredible, Um, specifically, um, oh god, what's his name, oh, Billy Chapin as uh, John Harper uh, is just a fucking powerhouse in this, Uh, it's, all right. Uh, Do you want to do the plot for this? How do we do do the plot?
1: I have not seen this movie, so you're in control here.
0: Okay. Um, So, basically, uh, the movie starts, and there's a killer running around punishing, you know, loose women, uh, and uh, the killer has the word uh, love tattooed on the fingers of one hand, and, Quincy, what's tattooed on the other one, do you think? Hate. It's hate. It's hate. Um, And he is out here killing people... um, And he is charming and just generally sort of keeps pulling a Karma Houdini and getting away with it. Um, And generally, he wants money, and he's just kind of a weird, creepy drifter guy. And uh, it's a classic, like, pulp noir thing where it's um, basically a less gory version of every Jalo film where it's, like, a guy who's, you know, searching for the truth. And um, they eventually catch the guy, and he... um, go goes to trial and there's like a, a a mob of angry people that, um, yeah I don't know it, it's it's good but I think Night of the Hunter it's almost more than anything uh, I think notable for being uh, an early example of like a serial killer movie in a way. Yeah. So is it better than Maniac? It is definitely not better than Maniac. However, I do think it is probably better than Maniac Cop 2 and I love Maniac Cop 2 Um, however if I'm going I I, I think honestly I know exactly where I would want to put it it's better than Maniac Cop 2 but the Jeffrey Dahmer files the documentary we watched about you know obviously Jeffrey Dahmer and then interviewing his neighbors and sort of going into the background like I would probably put the Dahmer files above Night of the Hunter
1: yeah so real serial killer trumps uh, fake serial killer
0: yeah, also because love-hate Knuckles, and that's never not funny. Yeah. So
1: number 117 is Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Um, so, Ryan, why don't you tell our listeners where they can send their requests?
0: Uh, listeners can send their requests, uh, ideally to our email, which is rankandvilecast at gmail.com, or you can use the uh, ask box on our Tumblr, which is also rank uh, just rank and vial. Um. And I mean you can do it on Twitter, but we'll probably forget it, so definitely either send it to the email or in the ask box.
1: Straight up don't do it on Twitter. I do not remember
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. those. <laughs> no, 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 because it'll get drowned in notifications and we won't remember it. Or I mean, you know, you know what we could do, Quincy? We could conceivably ask users to use a specific hashtag. Yeah, we tried on that
1: and like nobody sends us stuff. And I don't know if it's because. Oh, that's true like we're not ranking enough listener requests or what it is but um
0: so they're like i do well, know you know, nobody, you, you
1: know listen if you think you are you can come up with a good hashtag um shoot us an email and we'll chat and we'll try to figure something out like that also um yeah. if you would purchase rank and let us know because I I really like enamel pins and I would really like one. But also I have this fear of buying you know manufacturing <laughs> pins and then just being saddled with an albatross of a, a 500 pins that no one wants.
0: <laughs> right, the the Napoleon Dynamite effect. You don't want like a whole warehouse full of rank and file. Yes,
1: I don't want, want the don't have a cowman Bart. Mound of t-shirts.
0: <laughs> All right, that's a lie. You do want that t-shirt. <laughs> that's that's. Fair. You would absolutely wear that t-shirt. But yeah, so I definitely let us know. Like, if they're listen. I mean, obviously, I, it almost sounds like fishing to be like, "Hey guys, do you want some merchandise?" But legitimately, I think we've got some really really cool ideas for some merch that we want to put out. Um, and Ultimately, I honestly, if
1: you make merch, if you're a maker and you like know how to do this and you want to get in touch with us we can chat um, it, this is a very soft request like I am not soliciting business because I don't <laughs> have any money But this is the craigslist section of our show Jesus Christ <laughs> we gotta wrap up it's,
0: yeah it's great uh, so yeah you can find us on twitter at uh, rankinvilecast mostly we shit post our little hearts out over on the twitter um, and then on Tumblr at Rank and Vile, and on Instagram at Just Rank and Vile. Um, now, the other the other uh, bit of business I wanted to uh, mention before uh, we sign off is that I would love to do more theme episodes. So, if conceivably, let's say that you know you you want to have a hand in the show because this is a very like listener um, sort of interactive podcast. If There aren't specific movies that you were keen on us doing but maybe you're a little shit and you're like I want you guys to only do sports related horror movies for an episode
1: night of the or, dribbler night of the is on Amazon yeah, th-
0: Prime We could do night. of. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it is so it, definitely if you have any sort of uh, oddly specific niche things where you're like I want you guys to only do films in which uh, John, uh, veteran actor John Saxon has appeared so and only do those basically movies. you're
1: asking for people to write in for with their fetishes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are your confessors for whatever weird shit tell us listen, about your John Saxon
1: thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us about your thing with veteran actor John Saxon listen there's no judgment here we all have a thing for uh, American original uh, and national treasure John Saxon And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's okay. But uh, other than that, that's about all I've got. Have a good week, folks.